Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown. Today's episode is part two of a mini-series on the topic of wisdom, God's wisdom. Let's get started. So this is our second episode in a little mini-series on wisdom. When we were doing the first one, we realized, oh, hey, we need to do more than just one. So we are back talking about wisdom. Yes. And we're pretty excited about it because there's so much to talk about. We'll start off by just going to a scripture here in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. This is saying that we speak the wisdom of God. When we're talking about things, we're talking about a mystery, the hidden wisdom of God, and we're speaking it to you in a mystery. It's a mystery. So what we've talked about on our last episode, that's a mystery. You know, it goes on to say in a, a mystery. the wisdom of God, mm. the, these, these, because here's the thing, and if we could, and then this will lead right into the explanation, 1 Corinthians 2, 14. All righty. If you wouldn't mind reading that one. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Right. So there you have it. So we're speaking things to you in a mystery. They're a mystery because the natural, in the natural, if you don't know Jesus and you haven't uh, asked him into your heart and so that you have the Holy Spirit, because the only way to discern spiritual things is in your spirit. And that means the Bible says that your spirit becomes one with his spirit, and you basically you become one, a child of God. I explained that at some other time. But a child of God became born, and that child of God then feasts. It loves knowledge. It hungers after wisdom. It loves the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. And so it wants to grow in its understanding of knowledge of God. And so that's the process that we're going through. We understand that by feeding it the wisdom of God's word, and that word then begins to transform your mind because there's something about the wisdom of God. When it goes inside of you, um, it transforms you. It causes something to happen inside of you that is amazing because it, like it said in that Proverbs, I think that we talked about last time in the last episode, it stands before the Lord and rejoices before him. And so there is... uh, Wisdom brings that out of us. Wisdom loves to fellowship with man. It loves to impart wisdom to us because we get excited. There's something that happens when we chew on and digest wisdom. It causes something inside of us to go, wow, that is so awesome. That is so real. And you mean chew on and digest the word. Yes, the living word, Mm -hmm. that which we put inside of our our mind, and we chew on it. Which makes it become who we are. It does. In him. And I know that, I think, you know, especially newer Christians or, you know, Christians who haven't um, spent a lot of time in the Word, Mm -hmm. you know, it's easy just to kind of read through it, not exactly understand, and not understand the, the deep, deep meaning. It's true. But it's important that we take it and we kind of chew on it. I, I, just would hide his word in my heart and I would chew on it and I would chew on it and it would just 
parts of it would just become so alive to me that I could hardly contain myself because as you chew on it, as you meditate on it, see, the word's not, it's not like you can just push a button and download it into your brain, right? It doesn't work like that. And all of a sudden, you know, if you watch The Matrix or something and they, they, they download all this stuff on them, they, they know how to fly a helicopter, you know? Mm. Well, no, it's not like that. The Word of God is something that you have, there's a price to pay, for the word of God to come alive inside of you. You have to discipline yourself. You've got to set yourself apart for it. And that's the wisdom of God. That's when it talks about through wisdom, a house is built. It is by this process of ingesting and of putting the time in and putting the discipline necessary to be able to find that revelation. And don't you think that in this age that we live in, I mean, we are in an instant information age. We are. Where you can pull up your little computer that you can hold in your hand and get lost in the information that's coming at you. It's so true. From that little thing. Mm -hmm. um, that, I mean, social media and everything that's out there that has created this microwave <laughs> It's um, true. Society learning to slow down and put the word in takes a huge discipline, probably more now than it ever has. Well, it has to get into your want to. Yes. You know, you've got well, to, you have want to want to. You want to transform. You want to, you have to want to, um, well, like you, you said. Yeah, you've got a hunger after, I want this truth inside of me. I want to become a, a person that when I speak, I speak something that has with it life that carries with it something that's going to ring true in those around me, that's going to be full of the patience and the kindness and the goodness. With those things come the ability to speak the truth into their lives, and the truth can cause your world to be transformed. Jesus said, the truth will set you free. What does that mean? It kind of unlocks the doors of your mind. The truth can set you free. It causes you to understand things you didn't know before. It makes simple that which is complex. It's very amazing when the Spirit of God touches our hearts and our lives, all of a sudden, whoa, this is amazing. Well, and a really, really good place to practice that is in your home. It really is. You know, there's a bad habit that people have gotten into with all of this in mind, and that is that people think, you know, and it's been going on forever, but it started in the physical realm. Einstein, he came up with this theory of relativity, you know, that all things are relative in their own space and time, you know, but that has translated over into the social. And so people think that they are relevant. Everyone is relevant in their own space and time. Your opinion matters. Mm. Well, and so when you're on the internet and you're writing your stuff and you can spew out whatever your opinion you have, it doesn't matter if somebody likes it or doesn't like it. It has to do with just the fact that you're releasing your opinion and you have the right to release your opinion because I'm relevant in my own space and time. And that's not true. Mm -mm. The reality is when you are a child of the king, when you're a child of God, you don't have the right to have your own opinion because your opinion is going to lead to death. Remember last time we talked about at the very end there, it says, if you don't love me and seek after me, you love death. Mm -hmm. That is referring to the fact that anything outside of Christ, anything outside of truth, which is Jesus Christ, that he died, rose from the grave, the truth of life that he actually exemplifies, he's the creator, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they're the creator of heaven and earth. 
They are life itself. The very essence of our being came because they created us. Now, how can I think that any of my opinions, if it differs from theirs, has any merit whatsoever? It doesn't. My opinion has no merit because there's no substance behind it. Because if it doesn't line up with life, it lines up with death. If it doesn't line up with God, it lines up with death. There is no, if there's no, my opinion doesn't matter. What it matters is, and what is most important to me is that I line up with his opinion. Right. And that's where the wisdom of God comes in is because this amazing relationship that he's made available to us, this hidden wisdom that he's made available to us can transform our lives in such a way that it causes other people's lives to be touched by the magnificence of God through us. Has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with him. The light of his truth has nothing to do with me, but it has everything to do with him. I am crucified. I want to be. I don't want to be seen. I want Christ to be seen because he's the only one. His wisdom is amazing. And look how much fun we have. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. We really do. <laughs> yes. You know, until the day I die, I'm just going to have a blast. And that's mm-hmm. because I'm so in love with Christ. And it's mm-hmm. so amazing, this relationship that we have. So this is really well, what the becomes, wisdom of God is. And it becomes a no compromise place where you live. It's you know true. what I mean? I pray for that, you know, for that no compromise in my life that I'm, that I am only, you know, I pray every day that Holy Spirit, please you speak through me because I don't want to speak because I could blow it really easy. Mm -hmm. It's true. And that's the truth. You get my attitude going and (laughs) Katie bar the door, you know, (laughs) Uh we just want you to know how, how amazing this is, this walk and this relationship. It says in John 4, 23, And 24, it says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Now, that's what I'm talking about, right? To stay Mm -hmm. in that place of spirit and in truth. And then it says in verse 24, it says, God is a spirit and those who worship him must, that word must is an absolute Mm-hmm. No compromise. There's no other maybe. opinion. There's no maybe there. There's no maybe. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. So worship, I think a lot of folks probably, you know, because the church has made it this way, think that worship is a thing you do when you sing songs, you know, at church on Sunday or whenever you go. Mm-hmm. They think that's what worship is. Well, and and worshiping in through music is an is. opportunity to right. bring together with the rest of us in the corporate setting in the church. It's it's an opportunity for us to come together and lift before the Lord corporately what's going inside. It was supposed to what's going inside of our hearts and lives on a daily basis. So worship is. A way that we live. We, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, a lifestyle, right? Yes. And so, so it's not just something that happens for 30 n- minutes. No, it's not. His word is designed to be our life source. You are called, and we'll get into this at another another time, but each one of us is called to be an ambassador for Christ. You're, you are a child of the king. He doesn't have one more favorite than the other. Each one of us is designed by God. You've been given a gift, gifts in the kingdom of heaven in order for the edifying of the body. 
I need you and you need me. And we need to come together and there is no hierarchy of right. God. Each right. person is is here equally. It's an equal playing field. This is all about the being in the presence of God and allowing the presence of God to manifest itself through your life and our life and coming together. I, th- I think that we've probably covered this pretty well and drawn a pretty good picture of the, the beauty and the awesomeness of wisdom, but we just love you so much and we really are looking forward to uh, our next time together. And we will see you on the next episode.